Um, today is a special day here. If this is the first time you've been here, even if you've been here for many, many years, we probably haven't done anything like this before. Uh, but it's called Compassion Sunday. And so over the next few moments, I'm going to kind of weave some stories together and some background and, and tell you how all this kind of plays out into who we are as, as a church. Uh, about 10 years ago, Kara and I were at a church planning conference down in Orlando, Florida. About 5,000 other church planners were there, and everybody's kind of learning the nuts and bolts of church planting and what it looks like, how you do it. And so one of the sessions during our time there, there is a guy up front, and he's talking about Compassion International, and he talks about sponsoring kids. So at the very end of his talk, he says, here's what we're, we're going to do. We're going to send these ushers out or, around the, the rows there. And as they walk along, you just raise your hand, and they'll give you one of these packets so you can sponsor a kid. I'm hearing all this. I'm sitting in my seat like this. I'm like, what a scam. This stuff's not real. I mean, these kids, they got these pictures from off the Internet. I mean, they keep, they keep like 90 cents on every dollar. I'm sure the executives are flying around in private planes and got these big old mansions. I mean, this is just made up stuff. You don't really communicate with any kids. You're communicating with some, some bot in some other country. I mean, come on now. This isn't real. Well, I noticed that one of the ushers was moving towards the aisle that we were sitting in. And, uh, and I was like, well, maybe somebody behind us got scammed, right? And I'm like, oh, that's what's going to happen. So I'm kind of following. And then the next thing I notice as I look over, my wife, Kara, has her hand in the air. And it's like really far, like doing this kind of thing. And I was like, oh, you know movies when they do the slow motion stuff? For me, it was like, no. I'm like, we got three kids we can barely afford now. I mean, this is a scam. This isn't real. We can't do this. And before anything could come out of my mouth, Kara has this packet in her hand. I want to introduce you this morning to who was on that packet. This is Loveness. Loveness is our compassion kid that we have been sponsoring for 10 years now. Loveness lives in Tanzania, Africa. Um, she, from what we can tell, is just raised by her mom. It does not seem like the dad is in the picture at all. Um, we know that she lives in a high AIDS, high HIV positive area, and so we actually pay a little bit more every single month to help her with medical um, needs that she may have or the medical attention she may need. Um, but we know that the money that we give every single month goes to her to help her with the medical attention she needs, goes to her education, it goes to food, it goes to clean water, and most importantly, it goes to connect her with, with Jesus. And so for over the past 10 years, we have been sponsoring this wonderful, beautiful young lady. If you were to ask our kids about our family, you're going to hear her name pop up. Uh, she has literally become a part of our family. When we pray at night before dinner, we pray in the evening before our kids go to bed, you will hear us pray for loveness. She, she is the fourth kid in, in our family, and, and we don't think anything less of her because she's 7,500 miles away. No, she is a part of, of who we are as a family, and we, we love her dearly. A couple of things that we get to do is every year we get to spend a, send a little bit of extra money to her, um, at Christmas time, we usually send, or excuse me, birthdays, we usually send about $25 extra. Uh, it doesn't go to her. It doesn't go to gifts for her. Compassion actually goes to the family and says, hey, what do you guys need? And so I think it was last year or the year before, we ended up buying shoes for their whole family. And then at Christmas time, we could give a little bit of extra. Last year, we gave $100 extra, and they went together, and they said, hey, how can we help your family with this? And they bought a goat. And so that goat was really huge for their family. I mean, this is who she is. She is a part of, of our family, and honestly, we love her dearly as a part of that. 
It's funny, last night, Compassion, actually, if you have a Compassion kid, they have an app now, and so you can, you can follow along and communicate with your kid in, in, in such a better way than you used to. But uh, we were on it last night, and we're like, whoa, Loveness has changed a little bit in three years. Here's the picture they have of her now. <laughs> she was a beautiful girl then. She's still a beautiful girl today. And uh, it's just amazing that we get to sponsor her, and she gets to be a part of, of our family. So over the next few moments, I want, I want to talk about how, how you can experience the things that, that we are experiencing, and some of you have experienced too. But, but I want to start with that word compassion, because that word compassion is one I don't think we fully understand and comprehend, because when we think about compassion, it's usually this feeling or this emotion. Like, like I have compassion on, on these kids, or I have compassion for a family that's lost their home. But compassion goes farther than that. Compassion isn't just a feeling. Compassion is actually an action. If we look at scripture, Jesus was the perfect example of compassion. And Jesus lived compassion out every single day. Again, it wasn't a feeling for him. It was more than that. It was a feeling, but there was also this action that would take place. In the book of Matthew, we find a couple of these examples. In Matthew chapter 15, Jesus has been speaking and teaching this group of people for a big crowd of people uh, for three days. And so it's the end of the time, and they're getting ready to leave, and Jesus looks out on them, and he's like, whoa. They're hungry. We need to feed them. And so in Matthew chapter 15, verse 32, here's what it reads. It says this. It says, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have what? Compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. You may be familiar with Jesus feeding the 5,000. This is actually another one where Jesus feeds over 4,000 people, probably more like ten to 12,000 people. And so he feeds these people on seven loaves of bread and a few fish. But why does he do that? Well, he, Jesus sees the need, and then Jesus meets the need. A little bit further on in chapter 20, we find Jesus is walking along this road. And as he's walking along, he's got this huge crowd of people following him, which was normal for Jesus. And as he's walking, these two blind men are there on the streets, and they hear that Jesus is coming. And so they start yelling out for Jesus. And Jesus finally goes over and says, hey, guys, what can, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And they said, we, we just want to see. Here's what we read in Matthew chapter 20, verse 34. They said, Jesus had what? Compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. Jesus sees the need and Jesus meets the need every single time. Jesus doesn't say, hey, there's two blind men. Man, I feel bad for those guys, but I'm in a hurry. Or I got other things I got to do. Or, I mean, I just, I just don't want to do this for you guys. No, Jesus sees needs and Jesus meets the needs every time. For us, what do we do? Do we just see the need? Do we kind of pass by like, oh, man, that hurts, but I'm busy. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. If we look at Jesus' life and we say that we want to be a follower of Jesus, then we need to be able to live out compassion ourselves. Then when we see the need, we also meet the need and the book of colossians is actually a letter that a guy named paul writes to a church he had started and in it he writes these words colossians 3 uh, verse 12 here's what it says it says therefore as god's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourselves with nike right no 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 it says close yourselves with under armor no what's the next one close yourself with lululemon whatever that is i can't even say it right no what does it say close yourselves with compassion the greek word there for clothe actually is very specific it means wrap yourself up in 
Paul's like, look, this is what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. You've got to wrap yourself up in compassion. It has got to be a part of who you are. You've got to live this out every single day. And here's why. Because Jesus did it. It was who Jesus was. Jesus was the greatest example of compassion that we know. Jesus saw the need, and Jesus met the need. And Paul says, if you see the need, you need to meet that need too. We've got to clothe ourselves in compassion. How does this connect with us today? There are over 600 million kids in our world who live in extreme poverty. This means that they live on less than $2 a day. Uh, every single day, every single 24 hours, 18,000 children die because of poverty-related issues. 18,000. Perspective for a moment. Uh, right now, it's almost 1130. So 1130, scoot back 24 hours into yesterday. For some of you, you're just getting out of bed, right? 11.30 in the morning. Uh, some of you maybe were doing your target run. You're doing your grocery shopping. Uh, you're watching college game day before the, the games begin. That was 24 hours ago. And in that time period, 18,000 kids died because of poverty-related issues. Let's move that forward to tomorrow, 24 hours from now. You're, you're going to be at work. Maybe you're going to be heading out to lunch. Maybe you're going to be on an airplane somewhere. Maybe you're going to be at home taking care of the kids, cleaning the house. Maybe you're going to be in school. 24 hours from now, another 18,000 kids are going to die because of poverty-related issues. To me, as I hear those numbers and as you think through them, hopefully two things come to mind. One, hopefully it breaks your heart. And there's that emotional piece when it comes to compassion. There's that feeling piece. But it shouldn't help us ask the question, what can I do? How, how can I make a difference in the lives of at least just one kid so that they're not a part of those statistics? How can we change those statistics? There's a group, an organization called Stadia. They're a church planning organization. started back in 2003. Uh, over the course of the last 16 years, they have planted 320 churches in the United States, and they have planted 400 churches uh, globally, most of those in Latin America. In fact, I think all of those in Latin America. Um, Stadia, if you were to go on their website, you would read that their mission statement says, until every child has a church. Until every child is a church, they, they've said, hey, we, we want to see uh, places and locations where children are just getting to know who Jesus is. Because Stadia understands the impact of kids understanding and connecting with Jesus at an early age. How much easier it is for them to accept that and follow Christ. And it is for us as adults. We get older and we kind of hold off until that time. So Stadia is one piece of this. you got Compassion International. Compassion International has been around for 65 years. Very well-respected organization throughout the world. They built this incredible, unique relationship because for compassion, they're all about releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. And so here's this church planning organization that wants to plant churches that, that reach out to families and kids. And then you've got this Compassion International group, and they want to release kids from poverty in Jesus' name. They built this relationship a couple of years back and said, can we do something together? I don't know if you know this, but actually Compassion International only works through churches. They don't go into some village somewhere and, and say, hey, do you have a church here? No, we don't. Okay, great. No matter what, we're going to come in here. We're going to do something. They won't work in that way. They only work through churches. And so Stadia goes in and plants these churches, builds these churches. It costs $87,000 for one of these churches to get started and planted and actually to, to be built. And so it costs $87,000 to do that. Stadia goes in and plants these churches. Compassion comes behind them and then sponsors the kids in that community. In these communities, in these neighborhoods, 
the church is the lifeblood. It is the center of everything. It is the hub. And so not only are these kids getting Jesus, um, but they're getting medical attention there. They're getting an education. They're getting the food they need. They're getting everything that they need there out of that, that church. And in many of these churches are in locations where the gospel isn't really well known. So not only are these kids' lives being changed and transformed, but so are their parents. And so are these neighborhoods. And more and more people are coming to know Jesus because of the work of a group like Stadia and a group like Compassion who have come together and said, man, we want to do everything we can to change this world. Now, not too long ago, a church down in Phoenix, Arizona, went to Stadia and Compassion and said, hey, we want to make a difference in the lives of kids. We, we want to help pull even more kids out of poverty. And they asked them a, a very specific question. They said, what place, what nation, what country can we go into and make the biggest impact? Without hesitation, Compassion Stadia came back and said, the nation of Colombia. I, I don't know what you know about Colombia. Uh, it's in South America. There's a starting point, right? Um, but historically, it's been a very dangerous place to live. Uh, drug trafficking, violence, government corruption. I mean, all these kind of things that you can imagine. 90% of the cocaine that's in the United States comes from Colombia. Uh, their other number one export is another drug that all of us love, caffeine. Uh, so this is another one of those drugs that come into our country, right? But, um, but this is what they're, they're known for. And they've been known that for that for many, many years. Thankfully, some things have changed there in the last 10 years. And we've seen some... Uh, incremental changes within their government and, uh, and some positive direction happening within that country. But here's what happened because of the drug trafficking and violence within uh, the nation of Colombia. In 2018, there were 7.7 million internally displaced people, IDPs, in Colombia. 7.7 million people. They didn't go to another country. They moved within their country. Because of the fear of violence, because of the fear of being killed, because of the drug trafficking that was happening, the corruption that was taking place. And so they've had to move within their country. Uh, perspective here. If we were to pull out the county of Fairfax out of the state of Virginia and kind of put it to the side, the rest of Virginia would equal the number of people in Columbia who are IDPs, who are internally displaced. Now, who do you think takes the brunt of that displacement? It's kids. It's kids. Kids are the one who take the brunt of this sort of thing happening. And so this church down in Phoenix came to, uh, came to Stadia and Compassion and asked. They told them Columbia, and they said, what can we do? And they said, well, you guys can plant churches here, and you can sponsor kids. So here's what they did. This happened at the end of last year, I believe. They came in, and they said, um, we're going to raise money. And so uh, I told you those churches cost $87,000 to start. They raised enough money to start eight churches there in Colombia, all, all over the, the whole country. Not only did they start eight churches on their own, they actually helped fund another 19 churches in the country of Colombia. At the same time, they asked Compassion, they said, hey, Compassion, can you tell us how many kids you have right now who have not been sponsored? Do you know that number right now at this moment? And Compassion said, yeah, we've got 11,000 kids in Colombia right now who have not been sponsored. This church said, we'll take every single kid. And so at the end of the last year, they raised all this money to plant these churches, eight on their own, another 19 with other funding from other places, other churches, and they sponsored 11,000 kids 
in one day. Now, they're a big church. They're about 30,000 people on a Sunday. So, I mean, that helps a little bit. But they said, we, we want to set this big goal. We want to do something amazing. We want to make sure that we are changing a country. We are changing a nation. And they jumped in, and they did that there in Colombia. Well, again, you're thinking, well, what does that mean for us? That's great for them. What, what about us here? A couple of months ago, a friend of mine, Crockett Davidson, contacted me, and he said, hey, would, would you guys like to do a Compassion Sunday? I was like, man, we would love to. It just hasn't really worked out, but let's make that happen. I said, but for us to do that, two things have to happen, okay? I said, first, you've got to show up on Compassion Sunday for our church, right? And so Crockett and his wife, Natalie, they're over here. They're hanging out with us. We've been friends for quite a few years and, um, and love these guys tremendously. Crockett works for and with Stadia. Uh, but he helps with the Compassion Sundays, and so he showed up, and I appreciate that. Second thing I said was, here's what we don't want. We, we don't want kids from all these different locations that we've got to kind of bring together. We, we would love to serve one community, one neighborhood, one church, and one location with one set of kids. That's what we would really love to do. Because that's who we are as a church, right? We are here in Springfield, and we are doing everything we can to make a difference in the life of kids here in Springfield. It's why we do our Summer Lunch Bunch program. It's why we do generosity feeds. It's why we work with a group like Koinonia. It's all about the relationships we have with the local schools and helping them as they need, have needs that, that arise. We want to be that church, and we are, and we're getting even better at that here in this community. We want to do the same thing somewhere else. I said, can, can you make that happen? He's like, done deal. One of the churches that was helped funded or helped to be funded by this church in Phoenix is in a city, um, and I'm going to mess this up, but Cucura, Cucuta, uh, yeah, Cucuta. Did I mess that up? Is that close enough? Thank you. Um, and it's a city that sits on the border of Venezuela. Um, most of the time you think about compassion, you think about these little rural, rural villages kind of hidden away. Um, this neighborhood that we're going to be working with in La Pastora is actually on the outskirts of this city. You can see the, the little red um, location marker down in the far left corner. Uh, it'll give you a little bit of information about the city itself. It's the seventh largest city in Colombia, about 850,000 people. It's made up of 600 different neighborhoods, and then La Pastora is one of those neighborhoods. It also has one of the highest rates of unemployment in Colombia. Um, if you know much about what's going on in Venezuela, uh, they have quite a few refugees that uh, have come into this particular city. Um, but this settlement is, is growing like crazy. And, and there in this community, this church has been built actually this year. Iglesia Alancia Adonai. I think we have a picture of the church. So through the funding of this church in Phoenix and a couple of other people and organizations, uh, this church has been planned. I mean, we look at that like, wow, that's, that's, all, that's, that's a ton for, for these communities that are there. And again, the role of this church is to be the hub of everything that happens there. And so these kids are getting all of this help that they need through this church. Now, now here's the, the bigger piece here. The building's great, right? They've got a place to go. They've got a community center. They've got a place they can get what they need. But there are kids in this community. At the start of this morning, there were 205 kids that were on these walls. Uh, there's 206, but I, I took mine before Kara raised her hand again, right? Um, so I got, we got Luis up here. But uh, in our first service, we challenged everyone to sponsor a kid through compassion in this town, in this neighborhood, at that church. And 82 kids were taken already this morning, which is amazing to me. It's incredible. 
as you can look around, you see these are the kids that are, are left up here. And we love to see this place cleared out. Somebody took 15 kids this morning. I'm kidding, they really didn't. But somebody could. <laughs> I'm going to challenge you. Somebody did take four. You can beat four. Come on. There's three of you in here that's going to beat four. Um, somebody else figured it out. They said, oh, if I did every single kid in here, that would be about $7,500 a year. I think I can do that. Like, make it happen. Let's go. Um, no, we had 82 kids that were sponsored this, this first service today. And, uh, man, I just think about that and the impact on that, that community and those kids, on their families, on that church, in that city, in that country. I mean, you may look at that and think about this other church like, well, look what they did. Look, what, look this is a ton. And this is making a difference. This is helping pull kids out of poverty and getting them what they need so their lives can be so much better than they are right now. Not because we feel bad, but because we want to be Jesus. We, we want to live out that compassion and not just say we feel bad for these kids, but take action and support them and sponsor them. Our hope is, this is kind of cool, our hope is, and this is one of the reasons we chose this place, our hope is in the next couple of years, we start taking trips down there as a church. So you and I, we get to meet the kids that we're sponsoring. And we get to see the work that they're doing. And who, who knows where kind of that relationship will, will lead to. But to me, man, that excites me so much. I don't know that we'll ever get a chance to meet Loveness in Tanzania, Africa. Say the chances are pretty slim. But I know this is a great possibility. To go down and meet my buddy, Luis Fernando Molina Velez. I'm excited about that. And I hope that you can be excited about something like that, too. Now, what does this look like for us today? I'm going to explain to you how this is all going to play out. And I know some of you are like logistical people, and you're thinking this is going to be the logistical nightmare. First service was great, all right? It was packed in here. They did everything I asked them to do. So here's what you're going to do. In the second, I'm, we're going to, we've actually put this into our service. we had about eight to ten minutes that we have added to our service. Not added to our service, but as a part of our normal service time. Some of you are like, I'm out. I'm out of here. Um, we're going to let you get up and we're going to do this. But you're going to get up and you're going to grab a packet, okay? You're, you're going to grab the packet. You're going to go back to your seats. You're going to sit down. And then you're going to open that packet. There's an envelope in there. It's trash. Recycle it somewhere. You do not need that. But then you're going to grab your kid and you're going to look at this. And you're going to be able to read about your kid. Our kid's Luis. And then what we want you to do is we want you to take this bottom piece here. And you're going to fill this out. This is yours to keep. This your envelope you can recycle, your plastic bag, that's all yours. This is what we're inviting you to fill out. So you'd fill this out, put your information in it, your normal information. You should know most of that. But on the back, it talks about payment. So what we want you to do is to put your credit card information or debit card, and some of you are like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Somebody will steal it and go buy a TV at Walmart this afternoon. Nobody's going to do that, okay? But if you're not, if, if you're one of those people, like, I, I don't trust anybody, you can put pay later, and Compassion will contact you and get all that information that you could have given this morning and be done with the situation. But anyway, um, but you're going to fill out this part with your information. Then you're going to fill out this part with your financial information, okay? Now, what we're going to do with those is during our communion time, which is at the end of our service, you're going to bring these into the offering baskets in the front and the back as an act of worship. Because this is what we are doing. We are actively worshiping today as we, as we sponsor these kids, as we help make a difference in their lives. And, and maybe this morning you're like, hey, we, we can only do one kid. And maybe you're like, hey, we can do two, or we can do five, or we can do 15. We're going to make that happen. Go for it. We'd love to see these walls cleared out. Because if you walk out and there's a kid that's left, you're going to feel bad about it, right? That's good. That's why we like to work on that emotional piece, right? Anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, 
But we're excited about this today. It was so amazing in the first service to see people do this. Now, here's what I'm going to do. Because you're trying to figure this out, I've got three rules for Compassion Sunday, okay? So you've got to follow these three rules. Here's rule number one. Do not take an unfilled pack at home, okay? If you leave and you take Luis and you take this form, Luis gets lost in the system. And so Luis may not be able to get what he needs for quite a while, all right? It may be a few weeks, maybe a few months, maybe even a year, because they're going to be looking, where's Luis? We can't find Luis. And Luis is sitting on your mantle because you're like, I'm going to go home and pray about this. These kids have been prayed for many, many times, all right? The prayers are good. We got prayers covered. All you've got to do is fill this out. If you take this out with this, security has a right to tackle you today, okay? <laughs> so if we see somebody get tackled, that's what happened. We're giving you plenty of time to fill this out in the service. So rule number one, do not take an unfilled pack at home. Rule number two, here we go. I know that sounds weird, no child shopping. Here's what I mean. Don't just kind of walk around, because we know some of you. You're going to walk around, you're going to, oh, they got pretty hair. And, oh, look at their name. Does that name, no, that's not a name that I like. December, I have an October birthday. I'm looking for an October. And you're going to look for all these different things. Don't do it. This is divine intervention today. You get up, maybe look at two or three, pick one up, just go sit down at your seat and begin to fill that out. That's all you got to do. So don't go shopping all over the place. We're looking for this specific kid. Okay, that's rule number two. Rule number three, if you're a parent, this is so important, do not get your kids. You're going to sit there and think, oh, man, you know what? I'm going to go grab my kids. I'm going to bring them up here. We can do something. No. Were they there when you conceived them? No, they don't need to be there today when you pick a pack at them and say, hey, we got a new kid. You weren't there either, but we're good to go. All right? So you don't need to get your kids. Here's the cool thing about downstairs in the elementary room. They're talking about this today. They're talking about Compassion International. They're hearing the same stories that we've heard. They're, they're talking about this church, and they're talking about the kids who live there. Here's even the, the better part. As a group, the elementary age group, they're actually going to sponsor one kid together. And so they've already got a kid down there. They've got a big old picture of them. They're talking about that kid today. They're going to sponsor that kid together. They'll tell you about that when they, they see you later. And so when they run up the stairs and they're like, we've got to get a compassion kid, you can just say, hey, guess what? I already did. And then when they're like, hey, we've got to get five more, you're going to say, yep, exactly. We're going to go back in there and get five more. But you're going to stay here and fill out the paperwork, and you're not going to take it away with you, okay? These are our three rules for today. So don't take an unfilled pack at home. No child shopping. Do not get your kids, okay? Um, man, I'm excited about this, and here's why. Uh, again, from our family, we know the power of sponsorship, and some of you know the power of sponsorship, too. We've got volunteers here with the orange shirts on. They sponsor kids already, and they can tell you about their kid. And, um, and we're excited about where God leads us as a church. Some people say, doesn't this take away from the giving? And it actually doesn't because it shows the love that we have for other people. And we're like, man, what can we do to make a difference all over our world? And this is one of the ways we do that, by sponsoring kids like a day like today so here's what i'm gonna do right now these guys are gonna sing a song um when they get finished we're gonna show you a video that's actually from columbia not necessarily from our location but from columbia it gives you an idea of the what these kids and families live in um but i'm gonna invite you right now to stand up this is built into our time we're gonna come back together and do communion as we finish i'm gonna invite you to stand up and just walk around and grab one of these packets fill it out where you are and then we'll put these in the offering baskets when it's communion time so go ahead and do that now I'm going to read this verse out of 1 John 3. It says, We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. 
So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no what compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. And that's today what we are doing. Looking around this room, I think I counted about 35 kids that did not get picked up. That, that's a huge amount that we are saying we are sponsoring And this is, again, just the beginning point, by living out compassion for others. This morning, when we celebrate communion together, part of that act of worship is putting those those forms into these offering baskets. And so as we sing together, and actually we're going to sing a very upbeat song for communion today. I mean, it's a celebration of what God is doing and the impact that we get to make on the lives of these kids. Because here's what you're doing today. That kid that you're looking at right now, you're pulling them out of poverty. And that's huge. And you're making a difference in that community, in those families, in that kid's life, in that neighborhood, in that city, and in that country. And I'm excited to see what God does with that as a church. So right now, I'm going to invite you to stand. We're going to sing together. Uh, as you feel led, you can come to the front or go to the back. Bring up your uh, connection card. Or excuse me, if you've got connection cards, you can drop them in the baskets. But bring up those forms, drop them in the offering baskets. Maybe you came prepared to give. You can put that in the offering baskets too. But let's celebrate this morning and, and just what God's doing here through the journey in a place like La Pastora. <laughs>